Welcome back to the Active Listener. Today we have an executive coach of the name of Louise Presley Turner. Welcome, Louise. Hi, nice to be here, Mark. Great to have you with us. So it'd be really interesting to know a little bit about how you got into coaching, your background. Let's unpack that. Let's talk about that. Oh, where shall I start? Yes. OK, so uh, my background primarily was advertising and marketing. So having uh, left school, my education, um, I worked my way up the ladder um, working in advertising agencies and then ended up working as a marketing manager for BMW. So that was the sort of my first career, if you like. Um, and it was actually after the birth of my uh, daughter, who's now 17, um, that I started really to question what, what I was doing really because being a mom working full time it, it was starting to raise questions for me about my direction I wanted of course to be a good mom and be home for her more etc etc so as as always I think when you start asking these questions you, you start finding answers you know things that maybe you wouldn't have seen before start to come into your conscious awareness and this is how kind of coaching came in and actually it was a friend of mine who came bouncing into my office one Monday morning uh, she'd been on holiday so I read this book while I was away Lou you need to read this um, and it was called The Big Leap by Susie Greaves um, who was a, a big coach back back in the day in the noughties uh, in the mid noughties and um, it, it, it really did it, it did change my life to be fair so I had no idea about coaching at that point or, or really wasn't really into the field of self-development. So it, it, it sort of ignited a fire, I suppose, within me that that's what happened at that point in my life. Uh, this would have been about 2005. And that's when I started to explore coaching. And if we go back to that point in time, coaching was really, really mm. new. Uh, certainly in the UK, there was a, a literally a handful um, of coach trained providers um, it was tiny and ICF and EMCC was really certainly EMCC was in its infancy at that time so I cho chose an ICF accredited training course and off I went uh, and really that's where the journey started for me I found a passion and it really truly was a passion um, I realised I could really get excited I could help people and it, it, it potentially would be a new career for me so I did all of this while I was still holding down the day job it was a I realised it was going to have to be a transition so that's kind of the backstory in terms of how I discovered coaching and from there well I read many many coaching books and then books on neuroscience and quantum physics it just opened up you know so many as I think it does for for, for lots of lots of people so yeah so it kind of sounds like you fell into it. You didn't know anything about it, but was there any kind of connection with what you were doing that made it feel like it was a natural progression or is it just completely something which was new to you in terms of skill set as well? It was completely new, completely right. different. And obviously work there, there always are you know, transferable skills. And, and uh, you, know, we, you know, this might be something we talk about, but having a background in sales and marketing helped me grow my business as an external coach. That was helpful because I realised, you know, to get clients, I was going to have to do, I'll put the work in basically. So I think that that definitely helped, but it was pretty new. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd never worked in that field, a sort of self-help, self-development therapy. I'd never been in that field. So it, it, it was, yeah, it was very exciting and exhilarating to be honest at that time. Yeah. And still is. Yeah. And is that, do you think because it was early on that that was an advantage or was it was that a disadvantage because no one really knew what coaching was what, what was that like looking back at it 
I think it was a disadvantage to be fair because I had to do a lot of the groundwork Mm. You know, when people would say, well, what is that? You know, I, I think people are much more savvy, much more aware and much more willing to seek help, uh, whether that be a coach or whatever it might be. I think things have moved on in the last 20 odd years and I think it was really tough, actually. Um, and, and I do think that put me at a slight disadvantage because I had a lot of groundwork to do. Yeah. So how did you go from reading the book deciding okay this is kind of my thing this is exciting to actually establishing a business particularly in line of what you're saying that no one really knew what coaching was and I mean looking at things now we know there's different styles of coaching and, and various avenues How, where did you start where did you begin well I well, first of all I had the paycheck coming in from the day job and that that was key and it's something I've spoken about with with, with many of my clients over the years it's it, it, I don't think it's wise to kind of just jump in without getting the foundations in place so I spent a good 18 months doing that before I went fully self-employed so I think that's really important to say um and to be fair I coached everybody and anybody that would be willing to be coached I think that's that's the truth that's where it started um and you know I I suppose because it was new you know people were curious I suppose so I just started off coaching I put the message out there I remember my, my very first client was my a good friend of mine's mom so obviously we don't want to coach any friends family but it was distant enough I think for me you know to, to kind of have a, a good working relationship with her and and she was my first client so it was through recommendation how I how I initially got started and I coached everybody yeah that that was willing um and there were some key things that I did in terms of putting myself out there and speaking at events and things like that and eventually I started to sort of refine my offering so I started to get clear about who I wanted to work with what problem I wanted to help people solve so rather than being a generalist which I believe as an external coach can can really hold you back if you're sort of jack of all mm -hmm. trades not so much as an internal coach but certainly as an external coach because you've got to market yourself it helps to kind of have a clear sort of route a clear market a clear niche so that's what happened for me so and that took a while you know that was a you know after I'd left the day job it, it I was still figuring uh, figuring that out and there's been a few iterations of my niche and my target market over the last 15 or 16 years yeah Okay, so what would be good actually um, a little bit later, and it might even be in a second podcast, but to explore how someone goes around gathering um, clients and so on. But I'm interested to to understand about how your career has progressed. So we've gone from this finding out about coaching to early stages, coaching a friend's mum, to now a very successful coach who's a published author has done loads of different things so how did you get to where you are today and how does that compare in terms of the type of coaching you do today yeah and it's been it's been a gosh it's been a wild ride I have to be honest when I think back to those early days of trying to kind of you know move from the day job working for myself gosh it, it's it's been mad um yeah I think first of all passion I think that was the driving force I cared about what I did I I had a vision although my vision wasn't about being a published author and all the things that I have done that 
they sort of kind of happened to kind of come into my life because I think of the passion and the momentum that that was kind of there but I did have a vision I knew I wanted to work for myself I knew that you know I wanted to to do certain things I wanted to write I, I think that was a big thing for me um so yeah I think the early days what I quickly realized was that I was going to have to market my services and I was going to have to kind of the clients weren't just going to knock on my door that wasn't going to happen and I quickly realized that so I started to think about well how can I do this on a very limited budget I didn't have a big marketing budget like I did when I worked for BMW there was pennies in the bank you know what was I going to do so I had to be creative had to be clever about it uh, and one of the very first things I, I did was started writing for magazines local magazines actually in the first in the early days and then from there um it gathered momentum regional newspapers magazines and then from there it went on to nationals and then I was writing columns and stuff like that but and then the clients started to come and the momentum's there then so for me um clients started to come I started to do speaking events then more clients would come um and then from there I got a publishing deal um, with Hay House my publisher um, and it just started to gather momentum and then I moved um from one-to-one which was primarily where I'd spent all of my time as a coach into doing more group stuff, uh, retreats, for example. Um, and as as technology advanced, online programs. Um, and we, uh, to be fair, I was running a very, uh, what's the word, rudimentary sort of online program right back in the late, you know, 2009, 2010, even okay. even the technology wasn't even there then. So, yeah, it's 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 been a wild ride and, and I've had to change and grow as technology's moved and advanced uh, and opportunities obviously have come in um, as well. So, yeah. Do, do you still do the one to one coaching or is it now just groups or is it something else that you, you do as your kind of specialism? Yeah, I, and at the moment I'm working within an organisation um, on a coaching programme as a programme manager, which is where I need to be at the moment. And I'm very happy where I am. I think, um, yes, I, st I still do have one to one clients. Uh, the online programmes are archived at the moment primarily because it's just the time and the effort to do that and my energy is you know very focused on on my on my role within the organization but yeah it's it, they're there they're, they're there they can be pulled off the shelf at any point and I still have a database so um social media following but but primarily my database is still there which is which I believe is hugely or oh, it's key as an external coach yeah so it sounds like your marketing skills have been really impactful as well in terms of progression yeah and I, I I think I was yeah they they, they were but it, it, it took, going back to that point about passion it mm. was the passion that you know I didn't want to get up on stage I'm I'm actually quite an introverted person <laughs> so the thought of getting on stage it's just something I got better at and then realized actually I'm quite good at this uh, and started to enjoy that uh, but I realized without putting myself out there and that self-promotion I was like blowing your own trumpet you know I wasn't going to get the clients so I had to kind of get over myself and mm. um, I think a lot of coaches this is where they come and stuff they can be amazing coaches with all the qualifications and even the passion but you've got to be willing to promote yourself yeah put yourself out there yeah. yeah so in terms of like people you would be coaching is there a particular kind of clientele that you you find yourself naturally being drawn towards or is there um a certain type of coaching that you undertake in terms of models what what does that look like for you 
I trained with David Rock um, back in 2006. Um, so I've, I've very much followed his system, his models, his process ever since then, really. Obviously, I've built other things in and learned more about different sort of approaches, tools, techniques, etc. But I've always sort of stuck with that as my foundation. So that the, he's um, Dance of Insight and the Create model, etc. and Scarf. So, yeah, that was the sort of core basis of my, of my coaching practice, as I say there's more things that have been added to the toolbox over the years um so yeah so i that, that's sort of the core of my coaching now in terms of clientele target market that has changed so i, I mentioned in the early days it was anybody i'd coach any 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 subject matter what i quickly realized was that there were people or topics that i enjoyed coaching around more than others so for example relationship coaching really wasn't wasn't something that lit me up. I didn't really enjoy it. Um, and it was a, a, through a process of elimination, really, that I got to that place where I thought, OK, I really enjoy coaching around career change, career development, purpose, all of that kind of stuff really excited me. I was reading books you know, in my own time about that all the time. So for me, the passion was there for that subject. So I started to sort of tailor my marketing towards that market. I do speaking gigs about it. I'd write for magazines around that topic. Yeah. <clears throat> and naturally then people come to you. It's more people are attracted to you than me attracted to whether that's it's more the other way around um, by putting the right messages out there into the into the world. Um, so that was my first sort of target market. My first niche um, was very much those that were in that career transition, had enough, a lot, mainly of the corporate world and, and they were coming, they were reaching out to explore other possibilities. Uh, and I loved that. And that's when I wrote my books, uh, certainly the first book, Finding a Future That Fits. And it's very much about discovering who you are, your blueprint, your values, your talents, all of that kind of stuff. And then using that to kind of discover your direction, whatever that looks like. And then things moved on. So as as I grew as a coach, you know, as you do, you start exploring other areas. I worked a lot in um, business uh, coaching, business mentoring, actually, as well. Um, that that was a huge, a huge area, I think, probably because I'd had the success that I've had as a coach. I've been very public facing as a coach, being an author, writing for magazines and YouTube. I, yeah, with my YouTube channel and stuff. So people wanted to know how I'd done that and that's how I I didn't choose that again people are attracted to you they start asking can you help me with this um and, and I created a whole online program around helping not just coaches but um therapists you know consultants service-based predominantly um, helping them to get the visibility that they needed to find out what their niche was etc so yeah the niche has changed I think so the, the sort of skill base you know the David Rock sort of approach has always been there but in terms of my target market and who I've helped over the years yeah it it, it, it changed and so should it I think just to keep the excitement and the passion there it sounds like a natural progression, but the two things that are coming across really loud and clear is that kind of passion to, to drive you and then that kind of work ethic to to get things done. But you, you really have kind of a, a desire to do that. And then you've evolved as well in terms of um, your style and um, and also about being authentic. I think is the thing that's coming through that people are being attracted to you as a coach because you're being who you are and you're you're being real and I guess people pick up on that. Yeah I think that's a really key point Mark and I think 
well, I, I think people can smell BS, can't they? I just think you have to be authentic in business. Yeah. And I think there is there is a lot of BS out there and people that are inauthentic. So I think, yeah, people can feel that anyway. I think that's, you know, uh, part of having a chemistry session, discovery session is, and also you getting to know the coach, do I want to work with them as much as it is about them wanting to work with you and and that authenticity. So, yeah, it's a key part, I think, in any business to, to be real, honest, authentic. It, it, it sort of sets you up for the long game. Yeah. Well, that's great. Look, thank you, Louise, for giving us a bit of your backstory. I know we're going to be in touch again to find out a little bit about how you get clients um, as a coach. And also, if you're someone who's looking for a coach and perhaps wants to go to a different life direction, that you're going to help on that as well. So thank you for joining us and look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks, Mark.